Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? This is Jimmy Pax, and you're listening to the incomparable Lena Jones on the Lena Jones Morning Sparkle. Shine on, you crazy diamonds. Hey, what's up, diamonds? This is Lena Jones. You know, I feel like I haven't been in the studio in, like, forever. It's just been so much going on um, in the world, in my personal life. I'm pretty sure... Get ready to get busy for you, too, because this is the holiday season kickoff. And for me, during this time of uh, uh, is when things start happening, things that uh, I've been waiting on to happen all year, for the most part of the year, and it's not happening. It all seems to happen right around the last two months of the year. I don't know if your life is like that, but that's how mine is around November, December, where it looks like it's going to be not busy, you know, I'm going to have time to do this and that and the other, all of a sudden, a rush comes in, I don't have time to do anything, and it always happens to me, that's why I take these months off, well, I usually take December off, but in and out of November on the LJGN show, you're going to see a lot of podcasts, time to track people down. I really don't. As much as I would like to, I just don't have it. I don't have time to track people down. People say, oh, I want to be on the show and stuff like that. and Everybody's busy and things of that sort. Anyway, good morning. Uh, congratulations to the Democratic Party. Yay, we are back in control. Uh, thank, congratulations to all the winners. Please, please do your job well. Don't. Because we really don't have much of a choice. You know, we either go with crazy, <laughs> extreme, <laughs> or we go with um, loony. I'd say loony because sometimes, for me, they let too much stuff go. They are some things that I think that they need to be a little bit right wing on. I think it's right wing. <laughs> a little bit right-wing on, that, they, that they're that they not, and then they get us in a whole bunch of trouble. I mean, yeah, sanctuary cities are needed because it says so in the Bible. But it also doesn't say let a whole barrage of people in our country that are not legal and put more pressure on the working class. Pressure on the working class. We already got so many people putting more pressure on us with our taxes and us not being able to get ahead because of it and things of that sort. Please, please be considerate for the people. I'm not saying not to love, but be considerate for the people that's here already. Uh, So congratulations to all of the winners out there. Also, congratulations to Miniature Me Academy. I want to give a shout-out. And their new location on 1546 South Military Highway, right there in that uh, 
shopping center where you have the Wendy's, <laughs> the Burger King, all the good stuff, the Subway, <laughs> to eat uh, right next to a Shell gas station. I tell you, Miss Monique, our resident, uh, so many things going on in that facility. Um, it's going to be super. It's a great, great plus asset to the community. So check it out. She now has online registration. The the website is still in the midst of being constructed. It should be finished by the end of the week. Um, but you can register online. The HTTPS should be up, so it should be secure. It just has to get some more things in it. But definitely register online. Get your child in there. Every child that comes through Miniature Mimis, loves Miniature Mimis, and now they have infants. So just want to give a quick shout out to her. Now, this morning we're going to go into Daniel Part 4, and I'm going to do things a little bit differently. This whole thing is a learning experience for me. Somebody that tries to convict you to make you seem like that because you're not doing things the way they see it fit, that they're that you're doing things wrong or they know or or can speak better than you. Hey, you know what? Doing this is complicated. I can sit back and hold a conversation with a person with no problem. But you put this mic on me and I know I have thousands of people listening to what I say. It's very important that I come across clear. Sometimes in the midst of doing it all, I don't. But you know what? I'm not going to convict myself about it because I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I have a lot on my mind. <laughs> Daniel, um, these new steps that I'm trying, I'm trying to do this in steps now. Because, see, I don't want to give this up. And for some reason, and for some reason, I can't. Know why? And I say this to you honestly. I don't know why, but I can't. I started it and I can't stop. And I tell you, I, I am truly convicted with it because sometimes I want to stop. Sometimes I tell myself, "Well, what are you doing?" You know, when I li listen back, like with Daniel three last uh, Wednesday, I hated it. Oh my gosh! And uh, I said, "When you can you pronounce their name?" And I don't mean to laugh, but I just can't. You know, maybe I'm dyslexic in that way or something like that, um, you know. Um, but so those of you sitting back critiquing me and stuff like that, get off my network. <laughs> You're trying to convict me. <laughs> You're not perfect. Um, so let's continue. So I may change different ways of doing this until I get the right way. You know, it's like mixing the formula or making a cake from scratch. All the ingredients are there, but you have to put them together so that they taste good to with everyone else around you. So that's what I'm doing. Um, the Bible is my cake. Um, I don't live this holier-than-thou life. And that's my message. And that message is for people that's like me. If you're not like that, you don't need to listen. Don't, don't read my posts. Don't, don't, don't have anything to do with the LJDN show, because the LJDN show was not built on perfection. And on that note, let's go. I know I said I would go before, but step. I'm gonna go with a step one. Now, when we left Dream, uh, 
Belshazzar, who was now the king of Babylon, his father Nebuchadnezzar kind of went crazy. He just, uh, his pride made him so crazy. So the main point in this section of Daniel and really throughout Daniel is all about pride. It's all about people with their pride and um, who being prideful and not letting go and not realizing that God is in control and he is the, the, um, he is almighty. He is powerful. And people don't want to um, realize that. They think their pride is in control, and it's not. It's really God that's, don't worry, they're prideful. They got a lot of issues. That's what you have to look at them and and just pray for them. Pray for them and feel sorry for them because they have a lot of issues. Anyone that finds fault, faults in you and are constantly picking at you for faults, um, and say, oh, it's to improve yourself. No, it's people that want to want you to fall on your face. And it's okay because that fight is not ours. That fight is God's. I look at uh, Miss Monique because she has people around her. She has people around her that's lo- looking for you to fall on your face. And that really just cracks my heart. Instead of wanting something good for another person, you're in their face. You want to see their disappointment. You want to see them hurt. That's okay because, see, God's going to deal with you. God's going to deal with you. Um, and, and and our pride is what gets us into into trouble. And and we talked about prideful things that uh, realized that you had. And I had even saw one for myself that was prideful. And uh, working on it, working on it. We are all a work in progress, even those that are have something to say, criticism and those like that, forget about them. They're ugly. Their traits are ugly. Their insides are ugly. So um, now, so uh, King Belshazzar is now king, and he has a dream. He saw the writing that was on the wall, and he needed to have it interpreted. And his wife tells him to go get Daniel because Daniel was the one who interpreted dreams for his father. Now, prior to uh, the dream, Belshazzar, like his father, had no consideration for God. They are just into their um, pagan gods. And so they took he took the gold uh, goblets and the silver and the wooden, the iron and the wooden stone and things of that that were taken out of the temple when they took Judah into captivity, and he had a party with it. He drunk wine out of uh, out of uh, that were made for for uh, that were made to use within the tabernacle within the the temple. Excuse me. He took those things, and he drunk from it. He had his concubines drinking for from it, and he just they just had a party with God's utensils. And there's certain things you just don't mess with God. You may not see it that night. Lightning may not strike the house while you're in it um, messing with God things. But it will. It will get you. You can hear the music. You can just hear it going on like that. Okay, so he gets the writing on the wall. 
party and I see some writing on the wall, you can best believe I'm going home <laughs> and pray for forgiveness the whole time. <laughs> Are you kidding me? But uh, pride will make you not look at those things. Pride will make you not consider those things. So I'm going to go into the reading of Daniel where uh, 18, where Daniel interpreted the dream. And here's Daniel 5.18. I'm reading from the King James Version of the book with the giant print. And what mine do, mine is the New King James Version. So instead of thou and thee, it puts you and I and me, which makes, for me, the other way, I get a little bit confused, right? Okay, so um, 5.18. O King, the Most High, most High God gave Nebuchadnezzar, your father, a kingdom and a, majest a majesty, glory, and honor. And because of the majesty that he gave him, all peoples, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him. Whomever he wished, he executed. Whomever he wished, he executed whoever he wished. He kept alive whomever he wished. He set up, but when his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened in pride, he was disposed from his kingly throne, and they took his glory away from him. Then he was driven from the sons of men. His heart was made like beasts, and his dwelling was with the wild donkeys. They fed him with grass like oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till he knew that he, that the most high God rules the kingdom of men, and appoints over it whomever he chooses. But you, his son, not humbled your heart, although you knew all this, and you, and you have lifted yourself up against the Lord of heaven. They have brought the vessel of his house before you and you and your lords, your wives and your concubines have drunk wine from them and you have praised the gods of silver and gold, bronze and iron, wood and stone, which do not see or hear or know. And the God who holds your breath in his hand and owns your ways, the wall were sent from him and his written and and this writing has written, and this is the inscription that was written, Menai, Mani, Mani, Tekil, a partial. Mani, Mani, Tekil, Tekel, a partial. Not Greek, not sure what it is, but for me, <laughs> to keep me going. Lord, I ask you to touch me this morning and give me an, a, a good interpretation. Help my speech and help my help me to understand the reading that's in the scripture. And may your words be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my heart forevermore. Thank you, Jesus. I just have to give him some type of glory because um, I need that. I need that because this is not easy. <laughs> Someone's leading me. He's leading me to do this, and uh, I have to get this right. So Daniel interprets the dream. That was Daniel's interpretation to King Belshazzar. Now, will he listen? Once again, 
Daniel saw his father go through. And then he turned around and did something, the same thing. Now, his father went crazy. When they say you're out there with the wild donkeys and they say you're feeding you grass and you have the, the dew on your skin, um, Nebuchadnezzar went, he lost it. I mean, wouldn't you think that that would be the conclusion of someone that lost it when they're out there with the wild animals? If you looked out your window and you saw your neighbor out there uh, rolling around in the grass, uh, you know, most likely he was naked and uh, and stuffing grass, and you wouldn't think that you wouldn't know that something is wrong with him. And that's where where um, Nebuchadnezzar. What happened to him? Now, his son saw all this. He saw what God did. And in the midst of his craziness, he realized that he has no control. He doesn't even have control over his own mind, over his his thoughts. Like the book said, it said, the, with the one who, uh, God who holds your breath in his hand. So if God is holding our breath, he controls everything that we do. So sometimes when we do things, he knows what we're doing. He's doing it so so that maybe we can feel that conviction that he can come in and say and, and get the glory because we ask for his forgiveness. So he sees this. He sees what happened to his father, but he continues to do the same thing. See, the sins of ourselves can fall back on our children. Being that prideful person, that person who... Um, who thinks that they're better in some ways, and it doesn't have to be uh, an all-over betterness. People can have one particular thing that they may be better at you with. And they, for uh, Nebuchadnezzar, he was rich, he was powerful. God blessed him to be a powerful man. But I'll give you this, but you must give me the glory, and that's what happened. So he saw this, and his son did the same thing and even worse. So be careful in today's society what we do to people that are around us. Be careful on how our kids see us treat others, how they see us talk to other people, and how they see what we say when that person has left the room or you you, you go away from that person. While you're in your car on your cell phone talking about those people and and your kids are in the back, they're hearing this. All of this goes is you're feeding this into them. That's how your generation curse your whole generation by simply the words that you that come out of your mouth. If you don't have anything to say good about people, if you're full of pride, your kids are going to grow up and be the same thing. And this is what happened with King Belshazzar. He grew up and he was did the same thing. We have to uh, realize who God is, and we have to give him the praise. Um, now, I'm going to go into every praise <laughs> um, is to our God, but this song is seven minutes long, so I'm going to cut it. <laughs> I'm going to cut it in about three or four minutes. You're going to hear me fade out of it because I want to play the song, but I don't know why I have this, but here it is with every praise by Hezekiah Walker. Let me hear the worship of
Forget, forget about what other people say. Think about what people say. People always have something to say. So <laughs> now continuing on with uh, Daniel. Okay, so his father went crazy. Uh, Daniel interprets the dream. The words that was written on the wall, mene, mene, tikal, apartion. I guess that's what it is. Well, what, uh, what it meant was numbers, weight, and divide. The message uh, that no one else could determine is, is clear to Daniel that uh, the days of Belshazzar are numbered. His days are numbered just like his father's are um, and just like ours will be. I mean, or is at this time. <laughs> okay. So, let's see. I have it playing in the background. I'm just going to turn it down just a little bit there, okay, because it's getting ready to uh, fade out. Okay. Um, God has found he's deficient. Uh, the kingdom, his kingdom is going to be divided. Uh, as the uh, Midianites and the Persians are going to simply take over and put an end his kingdom so his kingdom is going to end too just like his father did because of his prideful actions and because of him still not giving that glory to God now all throughout the book of Daniel uh, kings have come and gone and used Daniel's services uh, it's clear that Daniel is uh, Daniel is is blessed that uh, Daniel knows what he's talking about and he speaks the truth He's given them uh, godly wisdom, um, even though he's young, um, and he he he's given all of these people up under him. He he serves the kingdom. He's given at least 125 officials that report to him, because the um, King Belshazzar was so happy at his interpretation. The thing about these kings is they're listening to the interpretation, but they're not doing anything about it. It's kind of what we go through. In, in our own life, we hear advice, we know that things are not good for us, the things that we do, uh, but we don't listen. We do them anyway. I was advised about something, I didn't listen. I didn't listen, and as a result, it ended up being a very bad experience for me, I tell you. And uh, it's just one that I had to pray and, and ask God to forgive me, forgive me for my own pridefulness, my own determination to feel that I can do something in an area or with a difficult person that I could not do it with. And believe me, <laughs> some people don't see themselves as difficult, and other people do, but in their, in their, in their world. <laughs> so um, that's pretty much what uh, what what these kings are they you know they're not they're doing things all the wrong way they're they don't care they don't care the, and daniel's interpreting stuff and they listen to the interpreter and they just go on lolly down along of, along with their lives even though they have seen daniel's interpretations and and things come to light it's not getting them to them yet so daniel is now head over 120 officials that have to report to them now, Daniel, Daniel's not big-headed about it, neither is he prideful about that. Now, if you were in that position, could, would you say that you would not be prideful? That's pretty difficult to do. You have to have the faith and believe in God and the words 
to know this is not something to be Daniel. His integrity is evident. It's evident that uh, you can um, that you can rely on his word. His integrity is there. He is a man of integrity. So he's giving this these uh, officials that he's ahead of, and he's blessed. He's blessed. Uh, and the new king. Now there's a new king that comes into the play. King Darius. This is the son of the sun. <laughs> but he comes into his uh, pretty late age. He's already at 62 years old. And he was arrogant, arrogant and prideful. He wanted people to kneel down to him um, in the kingdom. Uh, they don't like the idea. So, so now that Daniel's got all these people and the new king is in order, there's pride, and there's people who don't like the idea that King, that Daniel, who is a he Hebrew, has 120 officials that has to report to him. Um, Sidians, he is Hebrews, which they believe were beneath them, and this Hebrew is sitting up here on this high court, and he has 120 people under him that report to him. They don't like this. So, of course, what happens when you don't like something? There's jealousy. Jealousy comes into play. Anytime people think that you got something, regardless of how you went about getting it or what you went through, people think automatically uh, become jealous. They want to do something. They want to knock you down. See, people, see, Diamond, everybody who says that they're for you is not for you. You have people around you that hate you, that don't like you. They want to see you fall on your face, especially in today's society because we're so competitive. And so, oh, I got this and I got that and I got this and I got that. As soon as someone else get it or, or um, acquire it somehow, we don't want to give them that thing. We don't want to say, oh, that's a nice job. And even if we do, do we mean it? How much of it can we say is actually sincere that's coming from us? All of that is pride. All of that is pride. Daniel is, is over people. They don't like that. They don't like that. You know, someone gets something new, a new car. You should be happy for them. Not, not jealous. When they was driving a hoopty for years. And you talked about them in a hoopty. Oh, look at that old raggedy car. Now they even got them something decent, and you don't like that. What is that? That's pride. That's pride. That's something that um, definitely need to check yourself on. So, of course, here, here it comes. Here it is. Here's jealousy. Jealousy takes over. So now they're going to try to do something to plot against Daniel. And the Bible are full of people that plot. People plotted against uh, in uh, Esther, the book of Esther, Esther his, her uncle. I remember his name on the back. But uh, they, they plotted against him. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't like him. In the book of Job, his friends didn't plot against him, but they decided that they're going to tell him about his pride, not even looking at their own. They're sitting in a glass house throwing stones. And Noah, and it's all, it's all through the Bible. It's all through here. 
so I'm here now. I'm going to pick up from verse 6 and 12. Okay. So now that Daniel has this power, we have, we go. Um, so they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any god or man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into a den of lions? The king answered and said, This thing is true according to the law of the Medeas and the Persians, which Judah does not show regard for you, O king, or for the decree that you have signed and makes his petition three times a day. Daniel prayed three times a day. And the king, when he heard these words, was great was greatly displeased with himself. And he set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. The king, then these men approached the king and said to the king, No, O the law of the Medeas, Medianites, and the Persians, with no decree or statute which the king establishes may be changed. So they gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into a den of lions. So there it is. There's the jealousy. There's the jealousy right there. Now, how he appeared or needed to cope uh, the despicable acts against uh, Daniel. Now, how could you, my thing is, if if you have someone that's helping you so much, that's helped your father, the, the sons, the ones before them, how could you just turn your back on them like that? How could you, what type of character do you have to, just turn around for your own prideful reasons because someone is not uh, smart at what they're doing because they know once the king puts a decree in writing, it becomes an, an unalterable law. So he could not alter that law. Not Darius himself couldn't revoke it. So when they came to him and told him this, he has to do it. He has to do it, and Daniel is caught praying. And they knew that Daniel prayed. They purposely went against that because they were. He had a quorum of 120 officials that were up under him. Now they probably couldn't even know how to handle 120 officials, even if the king gave it to them. <laughs> they wouldn't have been able to handle it, and it would would have just been a mess. But they don't care. They don't care. Um, they don't care about this. They only care about what they see, their jealousy and their pride. So they attack Daniel. Now, Daniel is aware. He's aware that uh, the king signed in this decree because they put it before him, and he signed in this decree. Um, now, he understand, and he also understands the consequences uh, of breaking it. But Daniel, he truly believes what he has, what he has been truly believes what he's been communicating to Nebuchadnezzar and King Belshazzar. God is sovereign and God is in control. He truly believes it, so he's going to keep up his, his uh, 
regimen, then not everyone can have, not everyone can have this type of faith, too, Daniel's type faith. So, but King Darius, knowing that what Daniel has done and knowing that he signs his decrees, he can't even be, oh, he can't even revoke it himself. So he's going to search for loopholes um, to try to find a way that he can avoid sentencing Daniel to this Lion King. Lion King. I'm sorry. The lion's dead. <laughs> he's going to find a way. He's looking for a loop. Hey, look, he's not He's not obeying. He's not going by your decree, by your law. He's disobeying the law. You have to do something about that. You have to do something about that. And uh, uh, so he's looking for loopholes because he really doesn't want to do this. But he has no other choice but to put Daniel in the lion's den. And, whoa, 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 Daniel's faithfulness. Daniel displayed faith that God will deliver him, whether in life or in death. But as a result of his consistent faith, even Darius suggests Daniel's God might deliver him. And he says that. He says in chapter 616, so the, so the king gave the command and they brought in a lion. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, your God whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. And then a stone was brought and it was laid on the tomb. The lion's den is in, it's an enclosure. There's no visual access, so you can't see what's happening inside that. God always, uh, he always gets us victory. He, he, he always gets um, the victory. Let's see, what, what kind of song can I play for that? Let's play Won't He Do It, because in life, we are in, we can be in our own personal lion's den, where where there's no enclosure, there's no way you can see your way out of this. You're in the darkness, and the lions are all around you, just waiting to tear you up and eat your flesh, and you have to believe that God is, let's go with Won't He Do It, only because I can't scan through my, <laughs> through my thing. Ain't nobody stopping my shine They try to break me, try to take me out But I got Jesus on my side So bad I thought it would die But ain't no power stronger than the one that came and laid down his life And I got mountains to climb But the enemy can't stop me Cause there's a calling on my line So when I'm crying, don't last too long Cause he gon' step in and make it alright Only do it, he said he would Fight your battles for you, they gon' wonder how you sleep at night Only do it, I yes you will Anybody tell you 
very early in the morning and went in haste to the lions, to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with lamenting, with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, hey, hey now, here I am. <laughs> now, he didn't say it in those words, but that's just <laughs> that's just my words. He said, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before them. And also, O king, I have done no wrong for you. Now the king was commanded that they should take Daniel up and out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den with no injury What? No injury, whatever, nothing was found on him because he believed in his God. All right. Now, Daniel, he had defiled a Persian law and submitted to what was intended to to be the Persian's death penalty. So God's deliverance of Daniel is more than simply a reward for his steady faith. It is also God's divine declaration of Daniel's on the Lord of on the law of the Lord and an empathetic demonstration that God's law is to be feared over any human law. Now he done pulled this man out of a den of lions. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I think I probably would have just died if they were lowering me in there. And putting the encasing the closure over me where it's dark and you can't see. You don't know which way those lions are coming from, which direction. And that is that is our life. That is some of you right now dealing with that. You're in the lion's den. You can't see your way clear. You don't know where that attack is coming from. It's coming from the left, right, might be in front of you, might be directly behind you, drawing you. This is Satan's purposes, and he uses the very people that we that are around us. He uses our friends. He uses our parents. He uses our, our, our children. He doesn't care. He uses our employers to attack you. If you're in that lion's den today, Lord, let me just say, Lord, I pray for you. Lord God, Lord God, deliver us from the lion's den in our in in our lives that we face every day we're we're enclosed in a cave lord god that we can't see our way there's no light in in there and we're in the middle of people around us so that we know that during this time of darkness that you are with us and you just like you shut the mouth of the lion you can shut the mouth of those that are around us you can remove the hand from those that are around us that that are out to get us. Lord, I ask that you bless and deliver every single one of my listeners today, that you take them. The diamonds are hard. A diamond is a hard stone. That's not something that's easily breakable, Lord. I ask that you shield them with that diamond coat, Lord, and get them through. Help them to go through. Help strengthen their faith in Jesus' name. I just had to put that out there for 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 someone 
because someone besides me and besides Miss Monique <laughs> is living in a lion's den, and they're all around, ready to attack, ready to tear up. Have faith. You hold on to that faith. You hold on knowing that what you're doing is not a bad thing. How you live or whatever it is that you're doing is not is not a bad thing. And even if it is, it's none of their business. Whose business is it? You only have to answer to one God. Mind, tell them to mind their business. You got one God to answer to. You believe and you put your faith, you put your strength, you put your everything in him. And don't worry because you're not walking that straight line. Sentences are not making grammatically. You don't have nothing else to do with yourself. Find a life. <laughs> Find a friend. <laughs> do something. Don't look at the accomplishments of others and get jealous, try to knock it down or take it away from you. Because you know what? God has something for them. That's okay. You may not see it. You may not even hear about it. Believe me. But believe me, they're going to go through. They are going to go through. And Daniel uh, through. Now, uh, the, 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 the scheme that they had against Daniel is revealed for what it is, a malicious attempt to murder an innocent man. An innocent man. Persian law dictated the destruction of an entire of of entire families of people who were harmful to their kingdom. They this is what their culture. It may be that it's a culture it's a culture of violence and vengeance and jealousy and pride. It was believed that the children of an offender might attempt vengeance when they grow up. And as you know, the the bottom line is that Babylon was destroyed. Um, and it's just as the Lord made himself known to Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar in phenomenal ways, he persuades Darius of his un... They have no power. The kings of Persia, of the Chaldeans, Babylonians, they have no power. Their power is not equal to God's. I don't care how many people, how rich they are in their kingdom, no matter what is going on in, in, in your lives, no matter who's around you, who has more, who could, who go has a better education, who drives a better car, have a better house, they are not, they're not equal to God. They're unequal when it comes to God's power. He can lift you up and he can deliver you. And I hope my words were able to, they're in the lion's den. And this darkness are around them. And there's no vision. There is a vision. There is a God. He is the light. He is the light in the middle of the darkness. If he could shut up a lion's mouth, he can shut up the people that are around you. You believe and you have faith. And that's my uh, Daniel for today. <laughs> that's my interpretation. And I'm feeling a lot better reading that one than I did last week. And uh, so I'm going to get out of here, and you have a blessed week. You have a blessed week. And I'm going to leave here with, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what I'm looking at. Let's look to God. Let's go ahead and play Whitney Houston. And I look to you. See you in the next one.
I'm lost without a cause After giving it my all Winter storms have come And darkened my sun After all that I've been through Who on earth can I turn to? I look to you Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.